Hey, 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 everybody. Today for you, podcast number 73. Today's podcast is titled Meet the Traveling Carnivores. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Lombardi, and sitting next to me is the lovely Sandy Lombardi. Hello. And this is the Limitless Life Network, where we flesh out the limitations that are preventing you from reaching your goals and living the life that you were called to lead. So we'd like to take the beginning of the podcast to thank all of our listeners I appreciate all of you, and I know last week we laid out a challenge, didn't we? We did. What was that challenge? About finding an accountability partner. Oh, yes, that's right. Finding accountability partners. So not sure if you took us up on that challenge, but I sure hope that you did. I know that Mm -hmm. I know a lot of you won't do it, but I know that those that do and get serious about it, we'll be really happy in the future if you do. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, yeah, thanks for uh, subscribing, sharing, following, liking, leaving comments, telling us face-to-face that mm-hmm. you like listening to the podcast. It's all encouraging, and we're here to obviously encourage you too. So great job. Love hearing about all the success stories that we hear. So um, on with the show. Mm-hmm. Today's podcast title, tr- Meet the tr- Meet, M E A T. Good like plan that? words. Yeah, yes, plan I like words. That. Meet the traveling carnivores. So, um, yeah. So, Sandy and I have been on a carnivore diet since January 2nd, and we decided to try this way of eating to help reduce the inflammatory effects that Sandy has been experiencing since she contracted Lyme disease this past summer. So you want to just leave a little more about where you found this? Yeah. Um, Many of you know that Dr. G or Dr. Janopoulos is our family's uh, holistic doctor, our go-to for our um, wellness advice. And we do all of our blood work through him and he keeps track of, of where we're at. And he was doing a five-week carnivore challenge. I saw it online, and initially I thought of it for someone else I knew and sent them the information, and then I was like, you know what? The more I read from his posts, like I'm like, that really could help me with all the inflammation I'm having. I've got terrible pain in my hips, um, that particularly that's um, bothersome. So I uh, mentioned it to Pete, and he's like, yeah, I'll do that with you. It's so much easier when you're doing it together in your home. Um, so it's been quite the journey. Yeah, it certainly has. Um, by the way, neither of us were vegetarians before we started this. So mm-hmm. for those of you that are strict vegetarians, uh, you know, just take it with a grain of salt <laughs> or, or a quarter pound of meat. No. Right. And I'll have to say <laughs> I prefer vegetables over meat. So like you prefer meat for sure. So this is has been a, a challenge to switch. Like my plate would typically be rice, sweet potatoes, lots of veggies, and a piece of meat, you know. So I definitely have, was changing very much the way I was eating. Okay. So, you know, one of the first point, I guess that, or I guess maybe they're not points as much as they are questions that people have been asking me when they find out that 
I'm doing this carnivore thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the first question I hear is like, you know, you're, they want to clarify, you're, what do you mean? You're only eating meat? You're not eating any fruit? You're not eating any vegetables at all? And the answer is? No. So the strict carnivore that Dr. G recommended for us is meat. Um, we can have fish and eggs and cheese. Yeah. And you don't eat I cheese. Eat, I don't eat dairy, but yeah, yeah. so Same. you could. So I've had a little bit of cheese, very, very little though. Um, but well, pretty... hard cheese. Like there's restrictions on the cheese, not any cheese. Right. So yeah, no uh, Velveeta. <laughs> no. <laughs> doesn't um, make the cut. No, Velveeta doesn't make the cut. So, uh, the and then the question often comes up is that how do you get your fiber or your other nutrients? Mm-hmm. And I know Dr. G did a really good reel on this on Instagram that I saw and, or actually maybe it was just a post and, you know, it was just a, a post and it was a picture of a, of a steak mm-hmm. and it showed all of the macro and micronutrients that are in uh, a grass fed steak. Yeah. That was, and, a, I, I was eye opening to me. Yeah. So if you think about it, these are herbivore animals that are eating grass all day long, every day of their life and processing that and where do all those nutrients end up? They end up in the animal. It ends up in their, in their, in their meat, in their fat, and in their, um, you know, their connective tissue and so forth. So, um, I think that's really important that you can actually sustain on on meat alone, which is which is contrary to what we've always thought. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and when it comes to fiber. That's another uh, thought is like, well, don't you need a lot of fiber in your diet? And yes and no, um, fiber fiber can be very good for um, getting things to move through your digestive tract very quickly. And that was something that I know that in school I was taught was that you need lots of fiber to move things through your digestive process very quickly. And But the problem with that is that we tend to not absorb mm-hmm anything as, or not anything, but as much as what we, we think could. we are. So many times we're eating lots of, 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 of calories of food that moves through that we never really absorb the actual vitamins and minerals that are in the food because we don't break it down mm, okay. in our digestive system. So yeah. So what's point number two or question number two? Um, isn't it going to in- raise your cholesterol? Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. The dreaded cholesterol. So we, as a culture, have been taught that cholesterol is good or bad. 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 Cholesterol, All cholesterol bad. is bad. All cholesterol is bad. And that if you have high cholesterol, that you're going to get what? Heart disease. Heart right. disease, right? Like somebody even today said to me, well, you've been eating meat all this time. We'll know, we'll know why when you dropped out of a heart attack. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and uh, so nothing could be any further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um as a matter of fact, I, I would say that my my uh, my stamina, energy, and strength have been better than ever. Um, definitely don't have any chest pain. I don't have any numbness in my left arm or my left jaw. Uh, no signs of, of of a heart attack. But what is cholesterol is super important in our body, and our body actually produces cholesterol, and which then gets utilized to make other hormones in our body. So. Um, when you take a medication to lower your cholesterol, instead of understanding 
what's the physiology behind someone having higher cholesterol, uh, you literally are, sh- are, are, are shooting yourself in the foot when it comes to hormonal regulation. So that's why a lot of these cholesterol medications have such drastic side effects, such as joint pain and uh, other hormonal challenging issues. So I know my wife has had some direct positive benefits as a result of this in just the three weeks that we've completed so far. Yeah, I was really surprised. Um, And it was like, oh, so every month cyclical, I have uh, hormonal headaches. Um, I get them certain, you know, two days and then I have the cycle. And then on the end, I have another hormonal headache. And it's just been that way. It changes a little bit during the month by the different years that I've, you know, my age. But consistently, every month, I can count on a headache twice a month. And I realized it was, you know, it should have been a couple of weeks ago that I would have had this horrible hormonal headache and I didn't have it. So obviously, um, it it's affecting my hormones for the better. So I'm I'm curious to see next month if that will be the same case. It'd be the first time in probably 30 years that I haven't had a hormonal headache. So. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty exciting positive benefit. So that brings us right along to point number three. Which is, it's probably fine for a little while, but isn't it bad for you if you do it too long? So yeah, again, Flying in the face of conventional wisdom, you know, isn't it bad for you to eat meat for the rest of your life? Is it even possible? Um, well, yes, it is possible. Um, there's there's people on the planet that that's pretty much what their diet consists of is just meat. And uh, they've been adapting and surviving for eons. And um, there's a very uh, well-known public figure, Dr. Jordan Peterson, who has been a strict carnivore for five years. And the reason he chose to try the carnivore diet was because he had so many different health challenges that he was willing to try anything. And he figured, well, eating meat, might, you know, mm-hmm. what's the worst that could happen? So uh, he did it and he lost a bunch of weight over time and uh, his weight is stabilized and he lives on nothing more than, than beef. Um, because he finds that beef is the he gets the best benefit as far mm-hmm. as health. Goes. He had a lot of autoimmune things, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, he had a lot of health challenges. So uh, there's five years and a well-known public figure uh, that is doing remarkably well health-wise. And if you ever listen to his podcast, he's extremely well thought out, uh, very strong vocabulary, uh, super sharp thinker. Uh, so I, I'm very impressed with with uh, Mm -hmm. the fact that it can be done long-term. I personally know a woman who has been carnivore for several years and same thing, very, very healthy uh, young woman, very strong, very uh, sharp and intelligent, uh, no signs of any health challenges whatsoever. And she gets her blood chemistry checked by Dr. Janopoulos and she has very good blood chemistry results. Uh, Not that he shares with me, but she has shared that as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What's point number four? Point number four, don't you crave certain foods? Ah, this is a great question. (laughs) Uh, What's your answer? Do you crave certain foods? I don't crave certain foods, no. Um, I do honestly miss certain foods. And I think we talked like there's a lot of emotion around food. and, And I think we just enjoy eating. Like I miss just eating more because... 
on this um, carnivore diet, we don't have to eat very often. That's blown me away. Like I'm full. I can eat like for for breakfast, I'm eating eggs and maybe some sausage or bacon or a piece of steak left over. That's my breakfast. And I am not hungry until lunch. I was always the grazer all day long. So there's no snack. I don't need snacks. I'm not hungry for snacks. Um, but I miss snacking. I mean, it's crazy, but it's just been part of our, you know, routine. And like we, well, we traveled, right? We just got back from a trip out to Colorado and, um, that was a little bit harder than being home in our own, you know, environment where we just don't have all this stuff to look at. So we're going out to dinner with our son and and daughter-in-law and Grace and Grace wanted to have ice cream or visit this fancy cookie shop. And, you know, you're looking at all that stuff a little harder than when you're looking at your empty pantry at home, which is cleaned out. Yeah. I, and from a sense of craving, I haven't craved anything. No. Um, and I, uh, I, you know, to be bluntly honest, if there's ice cream around, mm-hmm. I will find it. And I love ice cream. That is my, that is, that has been my, my big vice, mm-hmm. my, my Achilles heel when it comes to nutrition. Um, but even on this trip, you know, I was not, I never felt a, a, a need to want to go have ice cream for a couple of reasons. One, I think, is because I feel so satisfied from the meat and the fat that you consume with healthy animal fat mm-hmm. that you're not looking for those empty calories from the sugar and the fat in ice cream. Um, and I, I guess number two is I really love how great I feel. I don't want to sabotage that. Yeah. I, don't, I know that if I eat ice cream, it may give me a momentary bit of psychological pleasure and but I know that afterwards I'm not going to feel the same. Yeah. Um, so I, I really, uh, I would say that emotions around food are, are, are a reality. And when you can strip that away and get serious about it, doing something like this is actually quite easy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You're I, not hungry at all. And no. One thing I did want to share that I noticed, um, my hip pain had been improving here when we were home and then traveling, it's been horrible. And, um, I was like, what, you know, why is that? And, um, Pete, you're the one they said the collagen and I'm cause I, we do take collagen at home. And I said, you know, I'm not great about taking the collagen. I only take it maybe every other day, the pro, uh, collagen powder. Um, but then it hit me. We've been drinking bone broth at least twice a day. I, you know, we make it ourselves and, um, that's got it. I think that's it. We'll see now that we're back home and I'm going to be drinking, um, homemade bone broth again. We'll see if that hip pain, um, resolves again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, and that's kind of, you know, leads us into the next point, which is point number five or question number five is, can this help with autoimmune conditions? Mm -hmm. I believe it can. Well, yeah. I mean, that's exactly why Jordan Peterson um, is on this diet because he had so many autoimmune challenges with his digestive system. But, uh, you know, we've been, Sandy just referred to the bone broth. And bone broth is, you know, you're basically cooking down these bones with a little bit of meat on them, but they have collagen and fat and all the minerals that are in the bone. Um, and, And so now we get that into our own body and our body absorbs it. I, I got to say that 
when I drink bone broth, and this is something I never used to do, but when I drink bone broth now, I literally feel like I'm drinking a superfood or some sports energy drink because I, I, I feel like my body gets energized. Mm-hmm. I can feel it like literally just pour throughout my whole body. And I feel fantastic after I after I drink bone broth. Yeah. There's days where Grace and I are gone all day to our homeschool group and um, I didn't have time that morning for breakfast. And so I just took bone broth, heated it and threw it in, in my um, to-go heated, you know, thermos and just sipped on it all morning and I didn't even want lunch. Yeah. I was just full of energy, satisfied, had no hunger cravings. I was impressed. Yeah, bone broth is like a superfood. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, our uh, joint pain is something that really affects so many people and as you age and you get into the, you know, the third quarter of your mm-hmm. life, you're going to notice that you may see joint pain starting to happen more and you may have more arthritis in your joints than you've ever had, or maybe you didn't even realize you're starting to develop arthritis. And it's because we don't actually make as much collagen as we age and because we usually have blood sugar dysregulation going on, Mm -hmm. which means that our cells are not actually able to take in that blood sugar. And that sugar then ends up outside of the cell, mixing with water, it gets really sticky, And that creates an immune response, and then our joints become inflamed, and our immune system comes in there and tries to deal with this by laying down calcium, and hence you end up with bone spurs and joints that start to grind. So this is why blood sugar regulation, supplementing with collagen, these are are all things that can really help reduce joint pain in in, in just about anyone as you get into the second half of your life. Mm So midlife, second half of your life, Whatever quarter you're in, I like to kind of put it into Mm -hmm. quarters, right? First quarter, second quarter, third quarter. So my wife and I are in the third quarter and, uh, uh, you know, getting prepared for the fourth quarter, (laughs) which eventually, you know, hopefully we live that long. Wait, we're in the third quarter? Yeah, we're in the, yeah. Second quarter. No, second quarter is after 25. Ah, not if I'm going, okay. 25 to 50 is the second quarter. 50 to 75 right, is the third quarter. Get into that. It's a long quarter. Don't <laughs> worry. We're in the early stage of the third quarter. There's a lot of time on the clock. <laughs> well, anyway, this was a totally different podcast. And uh, we just thought, since we were traveling, it's coming to you a little bit later than usual. Uh, but this is what's been on our minds. And we thought it's just too good not to share. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're always looking to help, uh, help people up their game in any way possible. So uh, that's all we have. For this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast, be sure to tune in each and every week so you can stay connected, be inspired, and keep moving toward your best life by stripping away your limitations. And we will see you back next week. Have a great week. Have a great week. Have a great week.